What's up, PLC? You guys awake? Come on. Yeah? Had a double espresso this morning, so I'm ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Come on. So this proves, come on, come. this proves that we can have an 8 o'clock service. Come on. <laughs> hey, welcome to church today. I want to thank everybody that's here. I want to thank everybody that's watching us online right now. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I want to say a special shout out to uh, our watch party in Amarillo, Texas. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. All right. Uh, before we get into the, the word today, uh, I got a couple things that I want to talk about. One, uh, in the lobby, uh, you will see a table for uh, Ukraine. And basically what we've, we've been doing is we've been researching, and, and the Brown family uh, have been doing a lot of research. They spend a lot of time in Ukraine. Uh, they actually have uh, a couple ministries there uh, on the ground, and we support two orphanages there, okay? And so we've just been praying over that and how we can support. And so there is a church, of, there's a church in Kherson, Ukraine. Um, it's currently being occupied by the Russians, but they're allowing, um, they're allowing uh, food and water in. And right now, this church in Kherson is housing 250 people right now in the basement, okay? And so what we're going to do um, is we're going to just, you know, we're going to give them a a bunch of money, okay? Everything that, that you, you give today goes there or over the next couple of weeks. We're probably going to be supporting them for, for the next year or so um, just because of the orphanages that we support there. Uh, we provide Christmas and a summer camp for them, and so I don't know if that summer camp's going to happen this year or not. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, continue to pray. The special needs orphanage that we support there um, right now is being surrounded by Russian snipers. Um, they're not letting people cross the bridge, and, and so we don't have any information, so continue to pray uh, for that. And so, uh, man, th- and so <laughs> on your tithe check or, or online, um, just, just write whatever you want to go to uh, Ukraine. All the money's going to go to support that church, right? We're one church, and we just feel like, hey, let's, let's support one church really well, right? And, and we know that all the funds are going to go there, like, and, and, and just think about that, guys. You know, you and your family or your wife being in a church basement, you know, hearing gunshots and bombs drop all around you. Um, and, and, and man, I'll tell you, the, the Ukrainian pastors, man, they're still fired up. They're still focused on revival. They're still preaching the gospel. And so I just feel like it's a really special moment that we could help some brothers and sisters in, in, a, in a desperate situation. And so, man, go out in the lobby. You'll see there's actual pictures, uh, slideshow out there. Uh, Sarah Brown is out there. Um, She'll be able to hopefully answer any questions you might have. If not, Matt uh, will, will help out with, with that. So go check out that table. Man, let's give uh, today. But if you can't give today, we're, we're going to be giving uh, throughout the year, really, because there's, there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done even after the war is over. So um, we're just going to continue to pray and support this one church in Harrison um, and, and really let them feel the love of Jesus here from Littleton, Colorado. Amen? Awesome. Uh, the other thing, it is the first of the month, and um, it's not the first of the month, it's the second week of the month. Uh, the first week of the month, we had a, a, a special speaker, and so because of that, uh, 
we're, we're going to take communion today. Uh, it's going to be part of our response time this morning. Um, we take communion really serious here at Passionate Life Church. Uh, communion is for the believer. Um, and so if you're on the fence today, we just ask that you'd refrain. Um, but in about 25 minutes, 30 minutes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus, okay? So, hey, if you give your life to Jesus, then you can take communion with us. Uh, communion is a time um, where... Uh, we, we examine ourselves, right, and, and we, we repent, and, and we just remember what Jesus did for us. And so it's very sacred for us uh, here at Passionate Life Church and as followers of Christ. It's, it's not a snack, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, we don't do it out of religious obligation. We do it out of remembrance of what Jesus did for us some 2,000 years ago. And so that's going to be part of our response time today, okay? You guys ready for the word today? Come on. All right. The title of our, our series today is Open the Eyes of My Heart. Open the Eyes of My Heart. Um, do, does anybody remember that old song, Open the Eyes of My Heart? Yeah. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart to see you. Come on. Good job. Awesome. All right. If nobody said anything today, I was going to let everybody know that I actually wrote that song. I was going to be like, listen, I wrote a song for the message today, okay? Um, and, and, I, and so, listen, some of you are like, that's weird, okay? Open the eyes of my heart is weird. That's a weird saying, Pastor. Okay, so it's not spooky, all right? What we're going to be talking about over the next several weeks is allowing the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to see situations, circumstances, and people as Jesus sees them. That's the whole thing about saying, Lord, open the eyes of my heart. Jesus, even though I'm in this circumstance or this situation or, or man, I got to deal with this person. Man, how do you see this circumstance, Jesus? And it's allowing the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of our hearts. And we're going to be filtering um, through these two things today, these two things today, um, these two questions, really, right? And, and um, the two questions here today is, what is this circumstance? What is this situation that I'm going through? Is it a demonic distraction or is it a divine interruption? Okay? Because as followers of Jesus, right, as followers of Jesus, Satan can't have us, right? He can't have our eternal life, right? And so what he does is he just distracts us. He just distracts us all day long. Why? To get, us, to get our focus off of what God is doing in our lives. And so he just brings busyness. He brings distraction in our life. And what God is trying to do, what God is trying to do, he's trying to interrupt our busy day and put God moments throughout our day and week. Okay? Demonic distraction or divine interruption. Come on, let's pray and we'll get into God's word today. Father, we thank you for this moment. Holy Spirit, this is your moment. God, we thank you that we can gather together this morning and worship you and read your word and grow and get closer to you, Father. Lord, we just lift up our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. God, 
uh, specifically the church of Hirson, that we're going to be, man, uh, we're going to be providing food and water for them, three meals a day, God. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, that our gifts would just, man, they would feel the love and the support all the way from Littleton, Colorado uh, to the Ukraine. God, we just pray for revival. We pray for the churches. We pray for the pastors there, Lord. Uh, we just pray for your people, God, that they would be protected right now in Jesus' name. Ho- Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would turn the heart uh, of Putin right now in Jesus' name, God. Turn his heart, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Intervene, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you, God. We just pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd open our our eyes of our heart this morning, Father, that we'd receive everything that you have for us. God, I just pray that you'd help me get out of the way, none of me and all of you, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen Amen and amen. We're going to start today and actually... um, and the bulk of this morning's message is we're going, to be in cha- we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 1. And let me give you some quick context here of Ephesians chapter 1. Um, this is actually the Apostle Paul's first prison letter, okay? So he's writing this letter in prison. Um, some scholars believe he's writing it to the, the, the church of Ephesus. Um, some scholars believe that he's just kind of writing it to a region. Uh, the first church that gets this letter is the church of Laodicea, um, but the church of Ephesus eventually does get this letter, okay? So he's writing this letter in prison. It's the first time he's writing a letter to uh, churches in this region, okay? So let's pick up with Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ... The glorious Father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Who better? Jesus better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that the eyes of your heart may be open, okay? So how do the eyes of our heart become open? How how do the eyes of our heart become open? Well, the Apostle Paul just told us how they become open, one, through the spirit of wisdom, two, through the spirit of revelation, okay? That's how the eyes of our heart become open, and, and we're allowed to begin to see situations and circumstances, right, as Jesus would, okay? So let's look at the first one here today, the spirit of wisdom, okay? The spirit of wisdom. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but whenever I think about godly wisdom, I I have this notion and this thought that that wisdom is unattainable for me until I'm like 87 years old, and then I attain wisdom, and then I have one year to use it, and then I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? Like... You kind of think like, you know, like, because you look at the Bible, right? You look at scripture and you, you specifically King Solomon, right? You, this guy is a stud, right? He's just amazing. He, he nails every single, you know, decision. He's just filled with wisdom. And because he's filled with wisdom, he's successful and he's popular. And, and, and man, he's super wealthy, like, like the wealthiest person ever. Why? Because he's filled with wisdom. And so you, you look at the, the life of King Solomon and you're like, man, how could I ever get the spirit of wisdom. How could I ever have wisdom? And so we're looking at wisdom wrong today. I'm going to show you why, okay? Wisdom is not about making every decision correctly. That's not the expectation that God has in our life, that we make every, every decision correctly, okay? We can't, nobody can live up to that, okay? Jesus was the only one that was perfect, right? And nailed every decision, right? And and, and so that's not what God is asking us to do. And and, and you're gonna see today, you're gonna see today as we dive into this thing called the spirit of wisdom, um, 
that, that's not the expectation that God has upon our life. And so what we're going to do today, we're going to filter uh, the spirit of wisdom into the two things that we talked about, right? The two different kinds of wisdom that can be used to either uh, be a demonic distraction in our life or a divine interruption, okay? It's either a demonic distraction or a divine interruption, okay? So let's look uh, at the, the, the spirit of wisdom today. Let's look at the spirit of wisdom today. James, the brother of Jesus, does a fantastic job of explaining what the spirit of wisdom actually is. And where does the spirit of wisdom come from? It comes from the Holy Spirit. And what you're going to see here today, what you're going to see here today is there's a lot of similarities with someone who lives in the spirit of wisdom and someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit and producing fruit of the Holy Spirit, okay? So James says this in James 3, 13 through 15. He says, if you are wise and understand God's ways, Prove it. Right? Like, just don't walk around telling people how religious you are and how wise you are and how intelligent you are. Listen, I'm wise. You know, I'm wise. You should listen to me. Right? No, James says, no, 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 no. It's not about words. It's about actions. If you're wise, prove it. By living an honorable life. So... In today's culture, in today's culture, we have no idea what that means, honor. Because we, we live in such a time and a culture of dishonor of everything, right? Disrespect everybody, dishonor everybody. And it's, man, honor is so important. And that's why James is like, man, if you want to be wise, if you want to live in the spirit of life, honor one another. Honor people. It's so important that, that God put it in the Ten Commandments when he says, honor your father and mother. Like, honor is a big deal to God, and it's hard for some of us to even wrap our minds around honor because we live in such a culture of dishonor. Doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom, but if you are bitterly jealous, okay, here comes the other side of wisdom here, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Okay, so we, we, we see here the other side of wisdom uh, that James is saying, look, there's good wisdom where, where your life looks like something, but there's also bad wisdom where your life also looks like something. Let's continue. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. You see what wisdom looks like? Guys, like, like, man, it is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Come on. You reap a harvest of right living, right? Righteousness just means that you're in right standing with God, right? And so let, let, let's look at the divine interruption here. Let, let's look at the divine interruption, and, and you can probably see it, right? God is trying to divinely interrupt our day to do what? To, to walk in the spirit of wisdom, right? He, he's divinely interrupting us. And so the spirit of wisdom produces this, right? The spirit of wisdom produces good works, love, gentleness, 
honorable living, humility, mercy, peace, and a harvest and righteousness. And so the divine interruption here is God is trying to stop our day, right, to do what? To do good things for people. He's trying to stop our day. He's trying to interrupt our day to do what? To love one another. He's trying to stop our day. He's trying to interrupt our day to what? To be gentle to one another, to honor one another, to be humble, right? He's, he's trying to interrupt us to show mercy and, and, and to be peace and to create this harvest of right living, this harvest of righteousness throughout our busy days, our scheduled days. The Holy Spirit is trying to get us to interrupt our lives to do what? To walk in the spirit of wisdom because this walking in the spirit of wisdom looks like something, right? And it looks like this. Now for me, that was, man, that was awesome revelation for me, right? Like, like this is what wisdom looks like. It, it has nothing to do with making all of the right decisions, right? And, and so I, I think some of us, okay, you can, the stress level, okay, I, I don't have to live up to that. This is what it looks like to live in the spirit of wisdom. So let's, let's look at the demonic distraction, okay, within the spirit of wisdom. The demonic distraction, so, so Satan is trying to distract us, right, with boasting, right? Thinking better of ourselves, you, you, you know, the, the spirit of pride, right, uh, that, that, that rises up in our life whenever we're successful. And, and instead of giving God the glory, we give ourselves the glory, right? And that, that's this demonic distraction. Satan's trying to, no, 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 you're awesome. No, 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 it, It's all about you, right? It's this selfish ambition, right, and, and that Satan's trying to distract us with. It produces lying, jealousy selfishness, and disorder. Um, I was uh, recruited um, by Evangel University. I was a freshman, and uh, I didn't get the greatest grades, so they redshirted me, but they, they kept me on scholarship. I was 18 years old, and my sweet mate at the time was a guy by the name of Herbert Cooper. He played running back there at Evangel, and we were sweet mates. He was a senior. I was a freshman, and uh, he tried to help me out. He, he tried to help me out um, because we were living on uh, the, the, the athletic dorm, right? It was called Krause Hall. And so the football players, basketball players, some of the baseball players lived there. And so it was just a wild, it was a wild place. Even though it was a Christian university, it was still wild. And uh, there was these, these football guys, there was these football guys, some linebackers and running backs, and uh, Cooper. And what's so interesting about God, I've known Herbert Cooper for about 23 years, and he is now my personal pastor. Um, he has a church in Oklahoma City, and, and how God just brings it all around. And so I was this wild kid, this 18-year-old that, that just wanted to party, and, and he was just this preacher, and, and he, he would help me out. And uh, he would talk about these guys on the football team, and he said, look, don't listen to anything they say, okay? They lie even when the truth sounds better. <laughs> like, that's, that's just who they are. Like they, they, just, they just lie to lie. And, and you would look at their lives, right? You would look at their lives and just chaos followed them, like just drama. Yeah, I mean, you, you know those people in your life, uh, you know, that just drama just kind of follows them. There's always chaos. There's always things that, that are happening in their life that are wild, right? It's probably because they, they are living in a demonic distraction, right? And, and, and they are, you know, producing this, this other type of wisdom in their lives, 
That's a sign when you see people just, just kind of drama follows their, their life. And he says, man, stay away from those guys, right? Stay away from those guys because those guys are producing the wrong kind of fruit, okay? Just to keep it simple, right? The spirit of wisdom. God is trying to divinely interrupt our lives, right? To do good things for other people. Okay, so let's look at the second thing here, the spirit of revelation. Let's look at the spirit of revelation. Again, I think this is something that, that seems very lofty and, and, and like, oh, revelation, what is that? Very simple, the definition of revelation is an unveiling, okay? It's an unveiling, okay? That, that's it, right? Like, that's, that's what the definition of revelation is. And, and I think like, oh, I can never receive a revelation. Okay, if you're sitting here today, okay, you've gotten a revelation, a hundred percent, okay? Because this is what the spirit of revelation does for every single believer. Now, some of you have been staring at this, this, this thing, all service. You were literally trying to guess what was in here, and you didn't hear one thing that I said this morning. <laughs> You're like, what's that on stage? What's he got in there? Is it a squirrel? Is it a squirrel? Is it a, is it a fish tank? Is it a pizza? Is it a pizza? Okay, so when, when we receive the spirit of revelation, what happens is there is a unveiling that takes place, and the unveiling is this. It's Jesus. It's the revelation of Jesus that we receive when we receive the spirit of revelation. You cannot become a Christian without receiving the revelation of who Jesus is, that he died for your sins, right, that he rose again three days later, okay, that he's gone before us and prepared a place for us in eternal life. Like, you cannot become a Christian without receiving a revelation of who Jesus is. And so, inside of the revelation of Jesus, okay, inside of the revelation of Jesus is the revelation of his word, is the revelation of, of his his word, okay? And what God is trying to do all of the time, he's trying to divinely interrupt our lives, right? To get us to do what? To read this. He, he's trying to get us to, to divinely interrupt our, our lives to give us a spirit of revelation. Listen, every time you open up your Bible, you are receiving a spirit of revelation. Why? Because the Holy Spirit wrote this book for us. And so the first revelation that we receive, every Christian gets, is the spirit, the spirit of revelation is, man, understanding who Jesus is, the revelation of who Jesus is in our life. And then the second thing that goes with the spirit of revelation is beginning to understand what this book is. That, that man, every time we open this book up, man, a spirit of revelation comes pouring out into our lives. So what is the demonic distraction in this? right? What is the demonic distraction in this, okay? And here's the sign that we know that we're, we're beginning to be demonically distracted, right? Is that we begin to question who Jesus is in our lives. We, we, we begin to question what our identity is in Christ, right? We start to Forget that we're sons and daughters of the Most High, right? And we, we begin to relate to our, man, we begin to find our identity in who we're dating or, or uh, you know, what school we're in or, or well, you know, what job, well, you know, what job that we have or how much money we have in our bank account, right? And, and we begin, 
Satan begins to distract us away from who Jesus is. And we start finding our identity in different things. And many times what God is trying to do, divinely interrupt our life, is like, no, 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 get back to the basics, okay? Get back to the revelation of Jesus. Get back to who Jesus is in our lives. And then all of us experience this all of the time, okay? The demonic distraction of the word of God. Come on. Sometimes it's hard to read your Bible, right? Sometimes there's a struggle of, man, why should I pray? Why, should, why am I reading this book, right? And guys, that is the demonic distraction that happens, right? He, Satan does not want us to know this book. He wants us to think that this book is culturally irrelevant to our current situation, And so constantly, he's trying to distract us from reading our Bible, to have a relationship with the Word of God, being Bibleational. Come on, that's a a Bible college. Be Bibleational, right? Have a relationship with your Bible. And so, man, when you feel that, right, when you feel that, man, sometimes you're at work or, 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 man, maybe you're just at home and and you don't, man, you just kind of don't feel like reading the Word of God. That's when you should read the Word of God, okay? Like, when, when you don't feel like praying, that's when you should pray, right? Because, man, that's the, that's the spiritual tension that you're feeling. Satan doesn't want you to know the word of God for yourself. He doesn't want you to be connected in prayer and have a daily prayer life, have a daily devotional life with the Holy Spirit. Because, man, next week we're going to be talking about the power of God. Because all of a sudden you'll be walking in the power of the Holy Spirit and you become a demonic wrecking ball. Like you begin to destroy demonic strongholds at your workplace, in your home life. I'm getting ahead of myself, okay? Ephesians 1, 18 We're just going to read the first half, okay? I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord, in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. There is hope in Jesus, no matter what you're going through. So I don't usually like to tell these stories, but I'm going to tell it because I really feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to to tell this story. Um, Just so you know that when I'm up here preaching, I'm preaching to myself too, okay? And I'm actually preaching to myself all week long, okay? And so uh, last week, uh, Saturday morning, and it's very rare that, that we don't have anything going on. Basketball just ended. And so, um, and, and, you know, coming off the fast, we've been eating pretty clean. And so we haven't had donuts in months, okay? We haven't had donuts in months. And uh, me and my eight-year-old were, were awake, and I said, Zeke, you want to go get some donuts? He's like, yes, let's get donuts, and so we went to King Supers, and let me tell you, taking an eight-year-old to pick out donuts, oh my goodness. I'm like, bro, like you're getting donuts for 45 people. Like there's four of us, right? Like he's just, dad, I want this, I want this. Oh yeah, we need this, right? And so we, we have all these donuts, and um, we get in the car, and uh, we're, we're coming up to this light to turn left, um, and there's this homeless lady or this lady who, you know, looks you know, disheveled, and, and, and um, she's out there begging for money, and, and, you know, she's walking up and down, right, and so I roll down my window, and I pull out some money, and I give it to her, and um, my son, my eight-year-old, is just watching the whole thing, and he's like, Dad, why did you do that? And I said, well, well, son, she's, she's struggling right now, and, and, you know, we want, you know, we want to help people who are, who are struggling, and he says, Dad, 
What if she's a hustler? <laughs> and you just got hustled. I said, I said, okay, Zeke. I said, it doesn't matter. Because I'm not giving it to that lady. I'm giving it to Jesus. And that's what it's like to live with the eyes of your heart open. Right? Like, you're not, you're just not, you're not giving, I'm not giving in to this lady, and it does not matter what she does with the money I gave her, whether, you know, she goes, buys a sandwich, or gets a bottle of water, or buys an iPhone, or, you know what I mean, does, you know, buys drugs with it. It doesn't matter, okay? Because when I handed that, her that money, I saw the hope in her eyes. Man, I saw the hope in her eyes. And, and, and so I'm telling this to Zeke, right? I'm telling her, like, man, she's, she's Jesus. We're, we're giving it to Jesus. And I say, look, you don't have to give her money. Would you like to give her your donuts? He said, no, Dad, she doesn't need our donuts. <laughs> but it's living with this different perspective, right? Like, like... And because, I, look, I've been there where you just start to create backstories. And we've seen the youth. I actually saw a YouTube video this week. This, this lady was, was holding a sign, and, and she was pregnant, and she had her little kid there. And then they were filming her, right? And, you know, afterwards, she gets into a Mercedes Benz and drives away, right? And we've all seen those videos, right? Guys, it does not matter. Okay, listen to me. It does not matter when the eyes of your heart are open and you're giving to give because you're giving to Jesus. That is a daughter of God, and, and, and I'm just gonna be obedient, and I'm gonna give, and I'm gonna bless her because I want her to feel some hope today. And that's, man, that's what we're doing, right? That is what we're doing, and so many times, right? So many times, and, and, and here's, here's the sign, okay, that you know that you're being distracted by the enemy, you're, you're being demonically distracted, is that you're feeling hopeless, okay? Whenever you start to feel hopeless, hopelessness, right? Man, that's when you, you need to start nipping those thoughts in the book. You, you need to start claiming those thoughts for Jesus. Say, Man, I'm not gonna be depressed. I'm not gonna give in to anxiety right now. I'm not gonna give in to the circumstance because Jesus is working. He's going before me, right? Because, man, Satan wants us to feel hopeless. Man, with everything that's happening in our economy and in the world and, man, and with our government, he wants us to feel hopeless. And, and the apostle Paul is saying, man, when we're living in the spirit of wisdom and, and we're living in the spirit of revelation and we're living with the eyes of our hearts open, God wants us to bring hope into every situation. When God is divinely interrupting our day, he is coming to bring hope. And so, man, and, and maybe it looks like buying a coffee for, for that coworker that is not your favorite coworker. Maybe it looks like, man, buying a, a Chick-fil-A sandwich for a homeless per person because that's Jesus' chicken. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
We want to give them Jesus chicken, right? And so, you know, what does that look like in your life, right? Guys, we, we need to start applying this to our life. What does it look like in your realm of life, right? Because God is calling us all to bring hope into a lost and broken world that is completely absorbed by a demonic culture. And he's calling us to bring hope. He's calling us to allow the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of our heart. What would our lives look like? What, is it, what would this church look like? If we began to look at every single person we meet as though we're meeting Jesus. I guarantee you we'd live differently. And this is what God is calling us into. He's calling us to live a different way. He's calling us to, man, live in the spirit of wisdom and, and, and man, allow him to disrupt our day. Allow him to interrupt our day because, man, Satan is at work 24 hours a day. He can't have our eternity, but he can have your today. He can't have our eternity, but he's trying to get your today. He's trying to, to bring hopelessness into your current situation, into your relationship, into your marriage, into your kids, right? Into your job situation. He's trying to bring hopelessness. Guys, this is the sign that Satan is distracting you. Guys, when that happens, we're gonna talk about this next week, we've got the power, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave lives in you and me. Yeah, we, we just let... Satan whisper these lies into our life. And, and come on, we need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to walk in the power of the wisdom that He's given each and every one of us, the revelation of who Jesus is, of His Word, and bring hope to a lost and broken world. Holy Spirit, open the eyes of our hearts. Come on, let's bow. And close your eyes. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, first things first. Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. Or maybe, man, I've been absorbed by this worldly culture and I've just drifted from the truth. And man, I need to recommit my life to Jesus this morning and following Jesus and, and living in the hope that he gives me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you today, just slip up your hand. I just want to pray with you today. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, but you can just sit, slip it up and then just put it down. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. And I would just ask this morning that we would all repeat this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my heart and be my king. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give him a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.